Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The top power washing crew in all of Arkansas is Winston Power Washing. Based out of Sheridan, Arkansas, Jackson and his guys are ready to give you your home, your business, your town, or anything. A new update, a bath, and way much more. With top equipment and fast work, Jackson can get your place ready to have you up and going and ready to impress your visitors. Go look them up today, www.facebook.com slash Winston Power Washing. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So hear me out. It's free. My father-in-law always says, the only thing better than cheap is free. So take advantage of it. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit from your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the podcast platforms out there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to know to make a podcast in one place. So, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Razorback fans, welcome to the Yellow Jacket Drive-In Studios. Here today is the first episode of the Hog Talk with Jacob Davis of formerly of Arkansas Hogpen and Ty Hudson of Pig Trail Network. Hey, how's it going? Man, it's going good, dude. I'm excited about the start of something new. This fresh show. I mean, we want to bring something here that not many Razorback fans hear. And it's kind of, I want to bring cutting edge info to people that, that don't hear it otherwise, you know, that don't want to pay the $7.99, $8.99 a month to get this info. What do you right. think, Todd? Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's a good opportunity for sure. Man, so the big Razorbacks, story of the weekend was the LSU whoop we whooped a how do you want to put this a stone cold Steve Austin would say back in the attitude era of WWF is I'm gonna open up a can of whoop boote and that's what Arkansas did on LSU almost on the first two games this weekend um I mean Casey Martin uh Jacob Nesbitt you had Christian Franklin, guys coming into their own at the right time. And honestly, Arkansas finally put a can of whoop butt on an LSU team that we haven't beaten in a series since 2011. Yeah, so, uh, big win, big series win. I think everybody wanted wanted a sweep. Everybody wanted to sweep LSU this weekend, their arrival and um, you know, obviously it would help for the, you know, RPI and everything. And the fact that you've got to go on the road against Texas A&M, you know, to close the season out, everyone's a little, little nervous, you know, cause they didn't get that sweep, but I, I'm happy. Look, you, the first, first series win since 2011, you've, you've got to, you've got to, you got to be ex- excited about that and, and where Arkansas is going. I think they're, they're probably going to be locked in my opinion, no matter what happens next weekend, uh, you know, for, for being in the top eight. And obviously we know what that means in the postseason play. So 
that series win was big. It might be one of the biggest series wins at home all, all season long for the Razorbacks. And obviously getting that win against LSU first time since 2011, that's a, that's a really big deal to get a series win against the Tigers. We all know they're kind of the, they're kind of the staple of, of SEC baseball. So yeah, good win Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. I like to go around town and, and, and go to the coffee shops here in Sheridan, Arkansas. And so uh, after the game one whooping that Arkansas put on LSU on Thursday night, I went into uh, the coffee shop on Friday and I started talking to guys and they, they were very, very complimentary of Isaiah Campbell, the starting pitcher, our, our regular Friday night guy. That guy, he's put on some muscle, just looks really good. Looks like an actual pro baseball pitcher. Yeah, I, I've really I've been impressed with him. I, I know that that's been the biggest question coming into this season was can Isaiah Campbell can he take the place of last year's ace pitcher Blaine, Blaine Knight? Blaine oh Knight. goodness! And I think you could argue that we saw this last year. He's got the stuff. It was whether or not he could go beyond three and a half innings. Can we get more than three and a half innings of Isaiah Campbell? And he's shown this year that he's he's very much capable of being a great ace pitcher, a great starting pitcher for the Razorbacks. And and if you, I don't, I'm not super in depth into Major League Baseball recruiting, but or recruiting, I'm sorry, Major League Baseball scouting for for the MLBs and getting these guys ready for minor leagues and what have you after they get drafted. But there's a lot of people out there that uh, that that do this for a living that scout these players out, and there's there's people talking about Zay, Isaiah Campbell being a possible uh, first-round draft pick. Now, I, I don't know if that happens, absolutely. but he has absolutely pitched himself. Every You feel like every time he takes the mound, he's just earning more and more money. So it's a it's it's just been it, – he's a big reason why the Hogs are in the situation that they're in. And the rest of that bullpen, I know middle relief has been spotty. <laughs> and then Connor Nolan oh, has had – Connor Nolan's had kind of his up and downs this year. He started off a little slow, and then he picked up his pace towards uh, after about the halfway point in the season. And Connor Nolan has been—I think you he's could argue—he has. Been a, last he, three, ha- he has absolutely. Games. He's been an outstanding freshman pitcher. So um, this year, I don't—I don't think his ERA has been too bad either. I'm not sure what his ERA so, is. I don't have that pulled up in front of me, but it's got to be. I pretty, don't either. The thing is with legit. with college sports. Basketball and football, I usually when I try to get my sports stats, I go to sportsreference.com and we'll, and I'll get my football and basketball stats. But as far as baseball, nobody really puts these stats out there unless you really go and dig into the university. And even then, they only give you just a shallow amount of statistics there. But yeah, honestly, man. Go ahead. Honestly, Connor Nolan, Wicklander, and, and Isaiah have – Starting pitching is starting to come along. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they'll be able to do against Texas A&M. And if they get the regional, there's no way that if they win the regional, they don't get a super regional to host either. They're going to host. They're, they're going to host. Oh, I just wait. This team is ahead of where they were at last year, and that team played for a, for a College World Series national championship. And I know every year is different, like any sport. Every year is different. Um, and, and who knows, Arkansas could drop on their face. That is, they could all get in a slump. Anyone Absolutely. who falls baseball, I'm a big Cardinal fan and you know, they're slumping at the plate right now and they're, they're capable of doing yeah. way more at the plate. And the same thing can be said of, of college baseball. 
you know, they could slump at the plate. You know, pitchers could have some off nights, and it could all just come apart. But I feel like this team is, you know, they're just as they're just as good, maybe better than what last year's team had to offer. Although the SEC, it's nothing new. Every year, you could just expect week to week seven to eight teams inside the top twenty-five, depending Absolutely. on what depending on who you follow, D1 Baseball or Baseball America or whatever. So I think this year you could argue that the SEC might have been even as good or better than last year. So they've got to, they still have a hill to climb. they still got a little oh, yeah. ways to go, but I feel like they should host, and I think they're going to. As far as their starting lineup goes, man, my newcomer of the year was up between Matt Goodharton and uh, uh, Trevor Ezell. Yeah, I could not pick which preseason guy. And if you – if you keep up with my uh, info and, and and articles on Facebook or Twitter, you saw me share the preseason uh, the preseason article I put up of the baseball team, and you can see that I picked them to go thirty nine and seventeen this year. Yeah. They've already won thirty nine games this mm-hmm. year, and they have one they have one more post or. Uh, one more weekend series to go. They could end up going 42 or they could end up going. I think they can go 39 and 15 this weekend, 39 and 16. So I was pretty much spot on home run wise. I mean, Arkansas, I think they've hit 70 home runs as of Friday night. I don't think they hit any in, uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. They, they played Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think on Thursday night they hit five home runs, and I don't think they hit another one the rest of the weekend. Do you remember that? I don't, I'm not I don't really remember sure. The, I'm not really sure they hit another home run. So they're right around 70. I predicted about 76. Not trying to brag, but, I mean, that's pretty impressive, especially when you go down the schedule and you look at how hard of a schedule Arkansas played this year. I mean, they went on the road, almost swept USC early on in the year. They almost swept LSU. They they came out and uh, avoided a sweep from Vanderbilt, which is the only other team I think uh, can stop Arkansas right now if it happens in the SEC tournament. Well, you know Vanderbilt, and I've I've gotten into I've got to lay off Twitter. I'm getting into these arguments with people, and uh, <laughs> I had someone in my in my uh, a friend of mine actually who's a diehard SEC baseball fan hit me up in my Twitter DMs, and he was like, bro, you're just going to have to face it. Vanderbilt is a far better team than Arkansas. And I was like, no, no, I'm not I'm not going there. They're not far better. Far so better. You said, you know, they, <laughs> they, beat, Ar- they beat Arkansas, and, and uh, they're just they're just a better team. And I think at the time, at the time, I think their RPI was a little bit higher. I mean, obviously. But, no, I, I, that's the thing with, you know, who is it? UCLA, uh, who, who's been in the mix for the most part? UCLA, Stanford, UCLA. Vanderbilt. Arkansas, Arkansas, Mississippi State, yep. you know, I think, I don't think any of those teams are way far ahead of one another. I, I think there's, you, you could probably flip a coin in these teams in a best of three or a best of whatever series, who knows who could win those games. I just, it's so close in the top five and Arkansas has got a really good shot at making it back, not just to the college world series, but maybe even to the college world series championship. Now, baseball is incredibly hard to predict. Uh, you know, unlike college football or college basketball, it's, you know, every year is just so much dramatically different. And some teams just get really hot in postseason play. And so, right. you know, only God knows at that point who's, you know, who's going to win it all. But it just matters when your sticks get hot at the right time. 
is when is will, will matter what team what team will advance in the postseason. Yep. And you know, you saw it last year that there were teams in the postseason. Look, Coastal Carolina three years ago won the NCAA championship. Who yep. in the world? The Chanteliers <laughs> won the College World Series. Any yep. team, any team can win. Any team is just a matter of matchups and hitting, fielding, and pitching. Yep. Yep. So, you know, and I think Arkansas right now, I think eight of the guys, seven or eight of the guys are all hitting 300 or better. I did you I see that it. stat the other day? I saw, I saw that, and I saw someone. I know maybe I heard on I heard on the radio someone said up here on uh, in Northwest Arkansas someone had said on the radio that like the last ten games Arkansas has something like uh, three of the top six hitters or something in the SEC or something crazy like yeah. that. And, I mean, just, holy smokes, Matt Goodhart's the the number one hitter since SEC SEC play started. You know, once he changed those magical contacts of his, he's hit over four hundred. Oh, I didn't know it was that high. Holy yeah, God. it was it was like it was like close to four fifty, I think two weeks ago. Good grief! That's almost every other at bat he's getting on base. I mean, his slugging percentage was unreal. On base percentage was unreal. I think it was in the in like the seventies or seven hundreds. I mean, it was an absolutely phenomenal stat. You know. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do, and. You know, with Casey Martin finally coming alive, I, he's the heart and soul of this baseball team, and Casey Martin will take them as far as as he can because that guy, I loved as a freshman how he, how his mentality was when he would uh, be at bat. He would always want to attack, and that's what I mean. As far as Arkansas football goes, and that's when that's what we're going to be talking about next. You have to have the mentality of a hog to always attack. And I think that's what TJ Hammonds is going to bring back to this Razorback team. He's going to be aggressive. And you're going to have Devwall Whaley uh, back fully healthy. And you're going to have Rakeem Boyd in the backfield being healthy. But I think the return of TJ Hammonds is going to be huge as far as uh, being aggressive and becoming a better team next year in 2019 on the gridiron. What are your thoughts on that, Ty? Uh it's a big deal. Um, TJ Hammonds is a, uh, well, I, let me take that back. It's, it's nice to have him back. It, it could yes. potentially be a big deal because we know that in the past, TJ Hammonds has, has struggled to get on the field under, you know, in the Brett Bielema era, everybody thought that was the question of the week. Every following either after the game or that following Sunday was why didn't TJ Hammonds get more carries? Why did we wait till the fourth quarter to use TJ Hammonds? Where's TJ Hammonds? So the potential of TJ Hammonds is really big. I think, um, you know, he's, he could be, I said this to somebody on Facebook actually who had a question. I should have looked up their name. I apologize. They're probably listening to this right now. And, um, uh, uh, I, I swear to God, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. But someone had asked me about, like what he's going to do, what, what, what's, what's going to be his role on this team. And, you know, he's a Swiss army knife kind of player. And I think with someone like that, I, I wouldn't mind lining him up like at the slot position, letting him just get out in open field and, and, you know, light the, light the field on fire with his feet. That's what he's capable of doing. He's quick. He's, he's smaller, or you can use him as a change of pace back, you know? So he's, he's, he's a Swiss army knife kind of athlete to that offense. 
but kind of like a Ronnie Wingo type of player, a guy that can line up in any position. And yeah, Ronnie Wingo was a guy that could just. It was a beautiful wheel route that Bobby Petrino would use with Ronnie. And that's kind of what I think you could see with T.J. Hammonds. Uh, I remember that one play against Colorado State, and I mean, it looked like we were about to go ahead big against uh, the Rams last season, and T.J. Hammonds took that pop pass from Cole Kelly and went 68 yards, and you're just thinking, okay, we're on cruise control now. T.J. Hammonds just scored. We're good. We're ready. We're going to go. And then just whatever happened after that point, Arkansas just kind of went downhill and ended up ultimately losing that game when they were up by 19. Yeah, they they're gonna need, and I know we're, that's not really a topic for tonight, but they're they're gonna need that player. They're gonna need someone they can rely on to do big things like that. And I, I was kind of hoping it would be Raheem Boyd, and I think he was definitely a, a good just asset to the offense. I mean, you're talking about Absolutely. a guy that had yeah what eight hundred yards, eight ninety nine in the SEC all purpose six six yards of carry in SEC play. I mean. Yeah. There's only a few other running backs last year that could that could say the same, and I think a couple of them are going to wind up in the pros, and and you know that's a big deal. Uh, you know that's where Raheem Boyd could be. What can T.J. Hammonds offer to this offense? And if if he could be that it guy when someone else isn't the it guy, you know that would be a huge asset to the Razorbacks. I mean, you're not asking for him to come in and and do anything special because that that backfield is deep. You know, Deval Whaley, Raheem Boyd. Chase Hayden. Hayden, you know, you got the, the, uh, freshman. Oh gosh. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Amante Spivey. Spivey. Yeah. You got Spivey coming in. They've got depth, you know, the receiver spot, you got these six, four, like power forwards playing outside of the boundary. <laughs> so, you oh, know, but goodness. do they yes. have, do they have that, that go ahead speed? And I don't think they do. And I think that's why TJ Hammonds is like perfect. You know, he's that, that shorter, you know, Lower Slip. center of gravity kind of receiver that could that could do some, or I'm sorry, not receiver. Uh, we'll call him all, all purpose back. All purpose back, or you know, athlete as they say in recruiting Keep services. Return, receiving, rushing, yeah, punt return, like anything yeah. you think of, this guy would be perfect for him and Devion Warren. I think would be a good combo back there on kick returns and if only TJ. Devion could could catch a football. Good lord. Oh gosh. And then he goes to the sideline and punches the heck out of a locker. Yeah. That that's when you know this guy he wanted something. He knew he was onto something. Uh and he just missed that pass. What wasn't yeah. it the pass where he uh the tie story it would have been like a big old gain against Mississippi State and would have really kind of kept the momentum going. Yeah. Instead of a third like a what was it, a fifty two to six loss. Yeah. Softball. It would have helped. Catch yeah. the ball. Yeah. I've always I've always questioned his ability to catch the ball. I've, watching him in practice, what limited time we've got to see him play in, in practice, I've always wondered like, ah, that's the reason why he's a special teams guy. He's he's not really a threat. He's got nice speed, and and it seems like when you get him out in the open field, he should be able to burn. But he he just he's got to catch the ball first. I, yeah, I, I'm sure he's capable. I just want to see him do it in a game. But no, T.J. Hammonds would be a a wonderful asset if he could contribute. So absolutely. It's, it's nice to have him back, but I just don't know what to expect from him, you know? So, yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is as far as, as far as football goes. I mean, we'll continue talking about recruiting here and, and Savion Williams committing to Arkansas. 
Uh, he's a six foot four, one hundred ninety pound wide receiver out of Marshall, Texas, and he's a guy that really didn't have big offers uh, right now going into the summertime. But he was a guy that was projected to maybe blow up throughout the throughout the summer as camp started going. Uh, but he had, I think. He had Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas State, and a couple of other schools that were looking at him. And Arkansas really was one of the first schools on him. But, I mean, he compliments Xavion Capers to a T. I mean, you can put those two guys on the outside. Both of them are sub-4, four, 4-7 four, speed, I think. So, these are speedy guys, sizable guys, and guys that will make a difference on the outside. I mean, you're going to have to put larger uh, larger – uh, defensive backs there to guard these guys if they end up eventually signing with Arkansas that is. I'm I'm noticing a trend <laughs> amongst who these guys who uh Step and Chad Morse offer. They're always, you know, six two, six three, six four. They're taller, leaner receivers. And I hope those 40 times are legit. I never know because I always question their 40 times out of high school because sometimes yeah. they're, you know, sometimes that's a coach. Like when they have their own little kind of high school, quote unquote, pro days or whatever, where they line them up and they let them just go run 40s and they say, oh, look, I hand timed you at a four, three, nine. And then they go and run a laser at one of these camps and it's like a four, six, five, 40. But look, my <laughs> wife, she's a runner. And so we were out of the track one day running 40 times. I, I swear, I think I ran a 5.9 five, that day. But I think she was being generous because I think she stopped the, stopped the clock as about 10 yards before I, got, uh, before I crossed the end zone line. Yeah. Well, you I'm know, not going to so, I mean, it, she was being generous. I'm not going to say anything. I played on the offensive line. <laughs> I, I was definitely not. I was usually the slowest offensive lineman. Oh, goodness. Um, so, I, mean, I don't yeah, care about running. But I, uh, I, I like Xavion Capers. I like Xavion uh, uh, Capers and Savion Williams. God, try saying what that a, five times fast. Savion uh, is, is an interesting prospect because, like you said, he, he he's not someone in the state of Texas with – you know, when you're talking about a guy who's six four, I actually think twenty four seven has him like at six four and a half. Yep. He's not someone who has a lot of like you would expect some Big Twelve offers in there and and some some other SEC offers. I think the only Big Twelve offers he has are Kansas State and maybe TCU and I'm maybe pull- Texas Tech. I think he has eighteen offers. I'm going to pull them up here. I should one of them. Up. One of them is Arkansas State. State did Baylor. offer him, and yeah. uh, Baylor Missouri. did. Okay, uh, Baylor did. Okay, yeah, Baylor offered him, and then Mizzou. Houston, Mizzou Illinois, was the other. Indiana, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri. Yeah, TCU. So, he's not someone. You know, he's not someone who's being recruited by you know the better the program, blue bloods, like, yeah, the blue bloods of the conferences. So. Um, it's interesting because it seems like they've done a really good job of bringing these guys in to have those kind of offers. And, and here Savion is somebody that doesn't have those. And uh, right. that's not a knock on him. 18 offers is a big deal. He's got power five offers. He's got SEC offers. But I wonder, too, if if now that he's committed, you know, do other schools start taking another look at him? If Step and Chad Morris. Well, you know, I'm sorry, uh, but TQ Jackson, if you remember last year, Arkansas was in on him so early. I think he was one of the first players that Arkansas offered for that 2019 class. 
and Arkansas had to hold off some guys for him. I mean, I don't. I think he was always truly hogged, but I mean, people were coming after TQ. That's the yeah, thing. and that's that's. I remember that too during the Petrino era and the Brett Bielema era. They'd get on these guys first, and then you know Alabama and Oklahoma and Texas would start to kind of come in next. But I, I hope. I hope they so far this class is in my opinion it's it's off to a really good start. I don't know that they end up I get asked that all the time uh over on my YouTube channel. You know, I never introduced my YouTube channel. Uh I just realized that if, that if those my people, fault. Go that's ahead. my bad. I should have I should have probably said something. I for those of you who are still here and still listening, I am I am Ty Hudson from the Pig Troll Network YouTube channel. Feel free to go check that out. But I said something a while back about about you know those two classes and how 2019 and how 2020 how the two classes would maybe compare and and i had i had a couple people hit me up and they were like you know i think this class could be better and and uh, to me it's all about now you're in that you're in that show me you know you're it's no longer about okay we're in we're in a rebuild which we are it's still true but now players i think are going to want to start seeing the product on the field and they want to see arkansas improve and make that step on the field and and so if if they can if they can do some damage this year on on their sky if they, if they can get some wins if they can manage a bowl game God willing, then maybe this class will be comparable to that 2019 class. But when you add guys like Xavion Capers and Ty Tykeist Crawford, Ty Keast, sorry, Ty yes. Keast Crawford, the six five, three hundred twenty pound, three hundred twenty pound four star tackle and. Uh, and then you add Savion Williams. You've got Jashad Stewart, who I know you know not a lot of people are real big on, but I think he's kind of under the radar out of Jonesboro. When you when you bring in guys like that, it's a good start and it, it's a good place to start. And and who knows, but they're going to have to start getting wins on the field. They're going to start winning ball games. And uh, I don't know if that 2019 class was just a you know a, a, a freak thing to happen. Or if it's just a testimony to, to their recruiting, which I think that's what it really is. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I really like where they're at. And, and Capers and Crawford and uh, Savion Williams and these guys, it's a good start. Let's hope Mason they Mangum, uh, Greedy Vance. Don't forget about him. He's a kid that's flying under the radar as well. Oh, Jamie Vance, yeah, out of New Orleans. Yes. Uh, that's someone who, who doesn't get the – he doesn't have the star power. I don't know what his national rank. I think he was barely in the 1,000. He is one of the most overlooked players, I think, coming out of out of Louisiana. I think he's – anyone who's talked about him, they really sing his praises and they really feel like he, he, he deserves a higher ranking. And, and They all say that. Anybody – anyone who, who's anybody will say that. Like, oh, they deserve that fourth star. They deserve a higher ranking. And I've heard that about Greedy. But I've seen some film on him. I like what I see. And I think there's going to be some more teams later on in his recruiting cycle give him some more offers. But yeah, yeah. real Alan quickly, Alan Horst too. We forgot yeah, about Alan Horst. Don't, oh, how can you forget about this guy? He's a two-sport star. I think he. I think he might be in four sports. I think he plays golf and track and field too. I, think I may have to go back. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you uh, then you have Martavius French, the linebacker out of Memphis uh, Whitehaven High School. The guy's a four-star linebacker uh 10th overall and uh in the linebacker rankings 305 in the nation and 12th overall player in the state of tennessee tennessee's loaded right now uh with recruits with prospects so looking forward to seeing if arkansas can get martavis french and his teammate bryson eason who's also a four-star linebacker i imagine that 
that's a two, uh, four, two four star linebackers in the same school at the same time in the same class. And that's a two for one deal, right? Like, don't they have another another player too that they want to bring along with them? Is that who that I is? I think there was to to Marion McDonald. I think is what his name is. So maybe three for one. Uh, so you may, I think all three of those guys are linebackers. And I mean, if you're looking at Arkansas right now, Arkansas needs a few linebackers. If you I was going to say, I, mean. I was going to say, listen, if, if we got to offer their high school mascot to pick those two four-star linebackers up or any, any decent linebacker at that, at that particular position, there's, they're so thin. It says something when Scooter Harris goes down. And they're like, "Oh God, what do we do?" <laughs> you know, like right. that—that's terrifying. They or, need to. Uh, they need. If you ask me, they need to put about—I don't know—six, seven linebackers in this class. They don't have enough. They don't have the depth, and they don't have the quality depth. That's something that, you know, I'm tired of these safeties, these three-star state safeties that they convert into linebackers. Yep. I want uh, nothing against True Drake Greenlaw. Linebackers. Look, he's. Dre Greenlaw was a safety out of Fayetteville High. That's yep. that's where I that's where I played football and 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 that's where I went to school. I'm proud of him. I'm glad he's in the NFL. He turned out to be a wonderful linebacker. But we've you know you remember Jericho Nelson and guys like that. Yep. I'm, I'm tired of these. Grim. I'm tired of these safeties. You know, coming in and being. I, I want a linebacker. I want someone who's molded at that position in high Sam school. Sam too. Yeah, Somebody, I want you know I want someone to come in and take that position by the horns and 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 be the boss. Now we have Scooter, we had Drake Greenlaw last year, but now you, you need that depth. And here we are, you know, in 2019, and we're worried if we lose Scooter, we're done at that position. And that should oh, not. Have be, pool. Yeah, that should not be the issue. They shouldn't be that thin at that position. Thank God they have Scooter, and I do have. Uh, I, I am excited about Bumper Pool. I am excited about Zach Zymos. But he's a freshman. Bumper Pool's got some experience, but we're not really sure what he's capable of just yet. You know, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to add not just depth, and I preach this on my channel, not just depth, but quality depth. And that's they yes. need to start piling on this year. It should have last year, but they had yeah. some other concerns. I understand that. They wanted to stack up on the on the line of scrimmage. I get that. I'm all for that. Building building from the inside out. I'm all for that. But now it's it's all about linebackers in this Absolutely. class. So man, it's been a good show tonight. I think we, uh, I think we covered a lot of ground here, especially with the uh, baseball and and TJ Hammonds and and Razorback football recruiting. I mean, I, I mean, we don't have enough time tonight to really talk about everything we want to. I mean, I could go hours and hours, but I think that uh, I think that might be a good place to wrap it up tonight. Man, Ty, I appreciate you coming on board and being being on here with us. I ain't no problem, man. I. It's an honor and a pleasure. I, I know you and I talked about doing this for months, trying to get this figured out. And our timing is, you know, with you down in Sheridan and me up here in, in Springdale, it's, it's kind of hard to work these things out sometimes. I'm glad we were able to make time to, to do that. And to my, to my YouTube, if anyone's here from my YouTube channel, you need to, you need to check out, you need to check out Jacob's stuff. This, this guy does good work. Uh, the, the, his, his website and everything, I'm sure we'll have links provided for you. Uh, on social media, you could follow him on the Hogpen, and obviously me at at Tizilla eighty three. It's no longer Hogpen though now, right? You yeah, it's actually we're under Talking Hogs or Hog Talk. I think it's the Hog, Hog Talk uh, at Talking Hogs on Twitter, um, and you can find us at Talking Hogs on Facebook as well. Uh, but you can still my website is still thehogpen.net. You can get all the info. We got up to date football, basketball, and every every sports recruiting.
Uh, thehogpen.net here. Go. So, so guys, uh, thanks for thanks for listening to us. Y'all join us again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. And uh, we'll get back with you guys and bring you some more up-to-date Razorback news here on the Hog Talk Podcast. This is Jacob Davis. And Ty Hudson from Big Trail Network YouTube channel. <laughs> you guys have a good night. We're signing off. Woo pig. At McCoy Tiger Joe, they are your one-stop shop for all your needs, whether it's prescriptions, jewelry, t-shirts, and more. You can get it all here. They have your shingles, pneumonia, tetanus, and all shots under the sun, and all the prescription drugs you need. At 821 North Rock Street in Sheridan, Arkansas, Sparky, Casey, and the whole gang are ready to assist you in all your needs. Call them today at 870-942-5121. The Yellow Jacket Drive-In of Sheridan gives you fast, friendly service and burgers that will please your palates. Ice cream that would treat you like no other. Their food is cooked to order, and it's definitely not fast food at all. Always fresh and never frozen, the Yellow Jacket Drive-In, located at 100 North Rock Street in Sheridan, Arkansas. Call your order in ahead, 870-942-2486. TMK Properties is your premier real estate agency for people looking for homes in Sheridan, Arkansas, and all of Grant County. Mary Kay, Tony, Laysan, Jenica, and Lee are there to assist you and do everything they can to make your home buying experience smooth as possible. Their phone number for their office is 870-942-0800. Shelby Taylor Trucking has been around Grant County and Sheridan, Arkansas for well over 50 years. They've given you the opportunity to clear your land, collect timber, and they have developed all over Grant County and Sheridan, Arkansas. You need deer land? Call Shelby Taylor Trucking. Need to clear land for a house? Call Shelby Taylor Trucking. Shelby, Bobby, and all the guys at Shelby Taylor Trucking are ready to help you out with all your timber needs. Call them today, 942-7288. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.